you are Locked On Dodgers, your daily Los Angeles Dodgers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So I say D, I say D-O, D-O-D, D-O-D-G, D-O-D-G-E-R-S, team, 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 team. Yo, 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 Dodger fans, welcome to Locked On Dodgers. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, the number one local sports daily podcast network. Locked On, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code Locked On, and you'll get 20% off your next order. This is the daily podcast covering the World Series champion Los Angeles Dodgers, bringing you the smart fans' perspective on our boys in blue. I'm Vince Samperio, Chavez Green Fiends, and I will be rolling solo today. It is my 30th birthday, so shout out to me for making it to a new decade, uh, hopefully a decade full of more Dodger championships because I got the taste last year and I want more. Uh, but today we're going to talk a little bit about Dustin May and the and the starting rotation, and then talk a little bit about Austin Barnes and Will Smith and the catching situation. But before that, a quick reminder to subscribe to Locked on Dodgers wherever you get your podcast. When you get in your car or if you're at home, tell your smart device to play podcast Locked on Dodgers. All right, so let's get started with Dustin May. He had a press conference, or not a press conference, but he had a a session with the media and talked about Trevor Bauer signing and how he you know, plans to attack this spring and, and what his thoughts are on the regular season. And uh, he said he was excited when, when the Dodgers got Bauer, always fun, adding a Cy Young winner into the rotation. But he said it puts more pressure on me to go out and get a spot, and there's a lot of guys to fill, not very many spots. So i got to go out and i got to fight for it. He said, I'm going to be ready for whatever role they put me in, whether it be starting or relieving. I'm excited. I mean, it doesn't really matter what role I'm in as long as I'm up and helping the club win ball games." Now, uh, that's obviously the perfect answer that the Dodgers and every and everyone in the organization would want to hear. Uh, but at the end of the day, and you know, all these guys that are going to be fighting for positions in the starting rotation, they all want to be starters. And we, we've seen the Dodgers do this more than any other team the last few years of having guys – that should be either starters in a rotation or starters uh, in a position player in a starting lineup. They've had a lot of guys that have kind of sacrificed for the for the greater good of the team uh, to varying degrees of success. You know, Jock Peterson and Kike Hernandez are two of the bigger ones who probably could have been everyday players for the last four or five years. But uh, with the Dodgers, they were put more into platoon or uh, not, not in guaranteed everyday spot in the lineup. So it, it's... Interesting to see how the Dodgers continue to churn out players that continue to have this this type of response, and uh, it's a great response for May, who's a very young guy, and you know he got the taste, he got the World Series last year, and you know he wants to feel that again, and he knows that any role he's there helping the team with, that that's all he can really ask for. Uh, I mean, last just last year, he went from not sure if he was going to be on the opening day roster to opening day starter when Clayton Kershaw got hurt so and all these guys are working toward being in the starting rotation even if they don't necessarily get it the first time through they know they're going to get their chance to, to kind of shine and and go through uh, at some point during the season and you know for May it's interesting because I talked about this I think last week or a couple weeks ago how it's very pot I don't know if it's possible that Dustin May starts the year in the minors but 
I think for his development, it may be a way to go if he's not going to be in the starting rotation, at least early on in the year. Uh, he has a need for a third pitch if he wants to be an effective starting pitcher that can go you know, three times through a lineup as opposed to just two times through a lineup. Now, the, obviously, the Dodgers have kind of shifted to you know guys going two times through a lineup, give me, through, give me five innings, and, and that's all we can really ask for. But uh, you know, May has the potential to be a guy like – a Walker Bueller or Clayton Kershaw, who's going to give you six innings every time. He can just figure out that third pitch. Now, if he's not going to be a starting pitcher in the major leagues and they have other guys, uh, more guys ahead of him, Tony Gonson, who's a little bit older, you know, his, he's, he's ready to go and, and be in a, a role where Dustin May doesn't necessarily need to be in a role right now. Obviously, he's one of the best arms in the Dodgers organization. So he, is he deserving of the 25-man roster spot or 26-man roster spot? Yeah, he 100% is. But for development purposes, it's very possible the Dodgers could start him in the minor leagues. I don't think that's going to happen. I think he's kind of validated himself as, as a big league pitcher. But uh, you know the the bullpen is in a really good spot. There's a lot of guys that can compete for for spots where they wouldn't necessarily need Dustin May to be a reliever, and maybe they start him off in the minors and you know let him work on them that third pitch, let him work on his innings, let him get his arm up uh, because what the Dodgers don't really want or, or can't would prefer not to have is. Uh, a season where Dustin May is mostly a reliever and he doesn't necessarily, he doesn't break like a hundred innings. And then now he's further back in his development, uh, forgetting his pitch counts up and forgetting his innings up and, and making that transition to a full-time starter in a rotation compared to a guy that's more of a swing man, like kind of like Ross Tripling was. And what I'm, what I'm thinking Tony Gonson is going to be this year. So this leads into a question we got on our Instagram from Scott Bryson at angry underscore red. He says, at some point, uh, could we comment on how May and Gonson might be reacting to being pushed further down the line of starting pitchers? I'm sure they enjoy seeing the team get better, but how much disappointment and possibly even frustration might they be experiencing as well? And obviously, we, we heard May's answer earlier and saying he's excited for Bauer and, uh, you know, just makes him have more pressure to go out there and perform. And... Yeah, there's definitely frustration, maybe a little bit of frustration uh, just naturally as a competitor, not necessarily for the fact that he's not guaranteed to have a rotation spot, but just, you know, the the Dodgers had already had too many starting pitchers for their rotation before they signed Trevor Bauer, and then they go out and get Trevor Bauer, who's going to push everyone down a spot. But I think it's just a credit to the Dodgers organization and, and how Dave Roberts and Andrew Friedman have kind of created this you know all for one type of type of uh momentum in in the clubhouse you know there's been a lot of guys who could have complained about playing time and having and and have all sacrificed you know basically almost everyone on the Dodgers roster has sacrificed a little bit whether it's you know even Clayton Kershaw uh not not necessarily going six seven innings all out at all times whether it's you know jock and kike who i mentioned earlier who might have given up some playing time whether it's these young guys like may and gonsolin who could be in any pretty much any starting rotation in the major leagues but it's not guaranteed that they're going to be there with the dodgers i think it's just a testament to and, and we've seen a few 
players say this before with Andrew Friedman, how honest he is, Dave Roberts, how much communication there is. And, you know, you may not know your role when you're getting going into spring training, uh, but once the season's kind of here and, and once they kind of define things that they, you know, you know your role and you know what you what to expect. And, uh, you know, you may be asked to step up if someone goes down or you may be asked to move around or, or change things. Uh, you know, the, the I think probably what, the frustrate if May and Gonson have had any any frustration, I think it's it could come from the way they were handled in the postseason. I wasn't in love with how the Dodgers handled them in the postseason. Uh, you know, openers or ineffective and didn't really earn the right to start and maybe go two times through a lineup, but they didn't necessarily have the proper resources and tools to be successful uh, in those little opener stints or as relievers or Gonson who hadn't pitched in a in a week or week plus by the time they got to the second round of the postseason. So, yeah, there may be some things in that where it kind of really switched up from how the regular season went to postseason. And obviously the postseason is going to switch up. We saw Julio close out some games as well as start games in the postseason. We've seen a lot of guys switch up. But I think as long as the communication is there, the role is pretty clearly defined and you know they're out there competing I, I don't think that there's a big issue with them there's a they can look to a ton of guys who have maybe more playing time or a more assured position but are losing you know 80 90 100 games a season and i don't think they would want to trade that right now uh obviously when it comes time to get paid when they're a free agent that may change as we've seen with the departures this offseason uh, but right now, I think they're just young guys who are excited to be on a World Series caliber team and contributing to that World Series caliber team. So, yeah, I think they're fine. So uh, that's all I got on May and Gonsolin and all that. I'm going to come back and talk a little bit about catchers and answer one other question from a listener. So make sure to keep it locked on Dodgers. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports actions. All you have to do is go to betonline.ag and everything's there. Football may be over, but we got NBA, college basketball, NHL. BetOnline even has awards, TV shows, reality TV. They're always updating their odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for anything you need when it comes to betting, and it's free to sign up. If you go to betonline.ag, use the promo code LOCKEDON when you sign up, you'll receive a 50% welcome bonus after your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Built Bar, you know the name. We've talked about it a lot. And if you haven't tried it yet, I'm not really sure what you're waiting for. Trust me, from a guy that does not ever buy protein bars or has never bought protein bars, I've already used my own hard-earned money to purchase Built Bars more than a few times. I keep them around in my car, at the house for a little snack whenever I need it or, you know, a little pick-me-up after a gym session or whatever else it is. Built Bars are the best-tasting protein bars, and they are constantly trying to get better. They got better a few months ago when they did a, re- a rebuild of the, of the actual bar. They are adding new flavors all the time that because sometimes are limited-time offers. They have, a new, they have some you know, new things coming out that we can't talk about yet, but that they will be coming out with. And even all the original flavors are already good, so, you know, why... Just like the Dodgers, who added Trevor Bauer to get better, Built Bar's always trying to get better, so why wouldn't you want to be part of that team? And Built Bar's are healthy. Anything, pretty much anything you're looking to do uh, when it comes to health or fitness or whatever else, Built Bar's can help you out with. And guess what? Right now, you can get 20% off your next order if you go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON. 
That's promo code locked on for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. We got everything you need covering the Dodgers, but what about the rest of sports? Now the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered there as well with Locked On Today. It's hosted by the great Peter Bukowski, and it's all the sports news you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we are back, and yeah, we're going to talk about... First, I'm going to answer a question from another Instagram. Ryan Pevney, at Rye underscore Pevs asks... Do you think that the Dodgers still would have signed Trevor Bauer if the Padres hadn't made all their moves that they did this offseason to make their pitching so much better? And, yeah, I do think they still would have signed Trevor Bauer. And for the reasons that they that they signed Trevor Bauer, that they were interested since the beginning. They were only interested in a short-term contract for high for big money. And at the start of it, of all this you know trevor bauer looked like he may get a, a long-term deal somewhere uh very possibly for for you know big money 25 plus mil a year and the dodgers were just kind of sitting and waiting and the dodgers were always a team that were mentioned along with bauer if he was able to or if he wanted to sign a deal that was going to be short short term and that's exactly what happened. I don't think the Padres affected that at all, other than the fact that the Padres getting Darvish and Snell took them off the table as a potential place for Bauer to go. And that's really, I think, the only way the Padres' moves affected the Dodgers is that they they didn't have a need for Trevor Bauer and they didn't throw money at him, and then he ended up signing with the Dodgers. So, yeah, I do think... I don't think the Dodgers, and they've never really, since Friedman's come in, they've never really made moves based on anyone else. They've always made moves based on what they need and what they, they're competing with, not with themselves, but they're competing for a World Series championship. So, you know, they don't know who they're going to play in the postseason. They don't know who they're going to have to match up with, but they want to have the best possible matchups regardless of who they play and what else is happening. So, yeah, the Dodgers were pretty set at, at starting pitching like I talked about in the first half, but with adding Trevor Bauer on their terms was just a, a win-win situation for Bauer and the Dodgers, and I don't think it was at all affected by the Padres. All right, on to the catching situation. Dave Roberts said on Monday that the Dodgers don't have a backup catcher. They have a more of one and one a with Austin Barnes and Will Smith. And it's an interesting quote because as we saw last year, Will Smith got the bulk of the starts during the regular season. And then in the postseason, it kind of flipped a little bit and Will Smith was, was playing more DH than he was captured by the world series. And then the Dodgers went out and, and added an extra year on Barnes contract. So he's around for two more years. Uh, and it's interesting because while Austin Barnes may not necessarily be a back the backup catcher in Dave Roberts' eyes, for the Dodgers, you no, know, to continue to be good and to to develop their young players, Will Smith does have to be getting the majority of the starts back there, and he does have to get more comfortable with this pitching staff, and he does have to you know just show that that he can be that guy if they really need him to be an everyday type catcher uh but the good part about it is that Austin Barnes is right there he's around for two more years and when the Dodgers do need him to get behind the plate for big games or postseason games or whatever else it is uh that he, he's kind of sitting there now Barnes has had an, an interesting career the last few years he got sent down a couple years ago and then he ended up coming back up and and last year or the year before and last year couldn't really hit 
uh, but was still there for obvious reasons. Defensively, he's one of the best framers in the game and seems to have the best rapport with the Dodgers starting pitching that's been around for a while. But he wasn't hitting at all, and, and the Dodgers could afford to have him in the lineup just because based that on everyone else being above average around him in the lineup. Uh, but it, it was getting a little bit it was getting pretty bad. And then Mookie Betts stepped in and kind of helped out in Austin Barnes, whatever else he did to, to get himself out of that slump. And he became a pretty solid catcher last year all around, back to being good offensively, still doing what his thing defensively. And showed in the postseason he had, he had you know, the, the – the bunt, the the squeeze bunt, driving a run, hitting a home run later that game. He got the big hit off off Blake Snell that ended up taking him out of the game. And, you know, that's all the Dodgers really needed from him was to be serviceable with the bat and combine that with his defense, and he's an above-average catcher in the major leagues. Uh, the thing with the Dodgers is that they have another above-average catcher who may be above-average for different reasons, uh, but it, it is not too bad himself. Now, Will Smith, who is a much better hitter than, than Austin Barnes and and has the power to, to do some damage, he's the guy of the future. And, and the Dodgers, you know, while they kept Austin Barnes, and that's a good thing, I think they have to continue to make sure that either Will Smith learns from Barnes or that they get these starting pitchers, especially the young guys, May, Gonsolin, Bueller, now Bauer, who's going to be around for a few years. Make sure those guys are comfortable with Will Smith being their catcher because if the DH isn't around this year in the postseason, uh, the Dodgers, or at least not until the World Series, uh, the Dodgers, you know, I'm not sure you can afford to sit Will Smith and have him as a, as a bench bat if you need offense in, in a tough series. And while obviously Walker Buehler and Kershaw kind of made it known that Austin Barnes was was a preferred catcher, uh, it, it's hard to take that big bat out of your lineup. Now, Will Smith in the postseason had an up and down. He, he wasn't His numbers overall don't look that pretty, but he had probably one of the biggest hits of the entire postseason with his home run off the other Will Smith. He had one of the more underrated big hits of the postseason when he drove in two runs in game seven of the NLCS to tie that game early on. And, you know, the Dodgers simply wouldn't have won the World Series without him. So it's a, it's a thing where it's a balancing act the Dodgers kind of have to figure out. But when it comes to the regular season, I still expect uh, Will Smith to, to catch, you know, four out of – if they play seven days in a week, four out of seven days, maybe Barnes gets two. Maybe Barnes sticks to with Kershaw as kind of his guy. We know Kershaw has had – has you know, developed rapports with catchers in the past that he preferred, like like AJ Ellis. So it's going to be interesting to see. But I, I think you know where where it sits. I still see Austin Barnes as the backup catcher. Uh, but I I can understand what Dave Roberts is saying, and I can understand why Dave Roberts would say that, especially that knowing what we know about Dave Roberts as being a player's manager. You know, if if you ask him, he might not call anyone a backup on this team. He don't. I just call them one uh, A and one B or whatever else it was. But yeah, the Dodgers, it's just ridiculous how much depth these guys have and, and how many starting caliber players they have that aren't in the everyday lineup. And we're going to see this year if that's the case because with the loss of Jock and the loss of Kike, we're going to have to see other guys step up and fill that role. Matt Beatty did a good job in 2019 of, of being a, a really good hitter and a clutch hitter, but last year he just kind of 
you know, was kind of a lost year for him. He's going to have to come back and show that maybe he can hold down that left field spot if they need him to. Uh, if if AJ Pollock struggles against right-handers or whatever else it is, if they just need him to go out there once a week. Edwin Rios, who has already been said that he's going to get more starts at third base, give Turner some days off. You know, I'd like to see him kind of take a step up in his development. Hopefully, he gets more playing time so we can see if he's a legit guy or if he's one of those guys that just kind of fills the roles he is because. With that big, long swing, I'm not sure if you give him 140 starts a year that he's going to you know, be as valuable as he is in some of these short spurts. He can definitely put up 30 home runs easy, but you know, is he going to be uh, hitting 199 with 30 home runs, or is he going to be you know, hitting 250 with an OBP of 315 plus uh, and adding those 35 home runs? So you know, the Dodgers have a lot on their on their bench and, and potential bench that that's going to be interesting to see what happens. Um, you know, it's a little, I'm rambling a little bit here, but just, that's just kind of just the nature of it is, is Gavin Lux is a big part of it. If he's an everyday guy, then, you know, what Chris Taylor is able to move around and fill in wherever he needs and be the backup shortstop. But if Gavin Lux struggles and, and the Dodgers end up, putting them down in the minors again or whatever the case is then the Dodgers kind of have to figure something out because they'll they'll need a backup shortstop because you would imagine that you know maybe Chris Taylor gets more starts at second base and there's just a lot going on but yeah uh, the Dodgers roster I was talking about this earlier on on another podcast Camelo's corner with with Chris Camelo is just ridiculous like one through 40 the Dodgers roster is kind of crazy and uh, it goes back to the other point about about May Gonsolin and kind of everyone being happy with their roles and you know obviously Matt Beatty probably wasn't happy with how the 2020 season went for him personally uh just based on the fact that he didn't play that much and you know didn't really get didn't was one of the few guys that didn't have a a playoff signature moment uh and and it it sucks for for some of those guys but uh you know it's a lot better to be have a role and know your role on a team that's winning and being in the postseason every year than it is to be a, a, a everyday player on a bad team. And, and, you know, some of these younger guys, they might – everyone says the right things. And like I said, I think with Friedman, the communication he has, with Dave Roberts, the communication he has, I think that's why the Dodgers have been set up for success and been able to keep everyone seemingly happy in situations where they might not always be happy. So that will do it for today's episode. Thank you for for sitting with me and hearing me ramble a little bit. Uh, But I was pretty much on topic, so that's not too bad. Uh, Tomorrow you will get Jeff, and then the next day you will get me. And then on Friday's episode, it'll be both of us. So make sure to stick around for that. If you haven't already subscribed to the podcast, please do so. If you have not told a friend about us in the past, maybe you want to do that. If you haven't told a family member about us in the past, please do that. If you want to rate and review us on Apple, iTunes, please do that. Make sure if you're not an everyday listener yet that you maybe try to bump up however many times you listen a week by one. And then if after eventually you'll get to the full five and you'll listen to us every day. We got a few people that have let us know that they listen to all 500 episodes. Uh, we appreciate you. And if you're a new listener, we appreciate you. And hopefully the next 500 episodes, you'll be a part of that. And if you want to follow us on social media, we are on Twitter and Instagram at Locked on Dodgers. Jeff is on Twitter at Snydog. I'm at Vince Samperio. If you want to call and leave us a voicemail or shoot us a text, you can do so at 323-863-5625. 
or send us an email, LockedOnDodgers at gmail.com. We're here every weekday morning, and we hope you'll be with us. When you get in your car or if you're at home, tell your smart device to play a podcast, Locked On Dodgers. And remember, you don't have to agree. You just have to listen. Have a good one. D, I say D-O, D-O-D-G-E-R-S. The team that's all heart, all heart and all thumbs. They're my Los Angeles, your Los Angeles, our Los Angeles. Do you think we'll really win the pennant? Bye.